and gentlemen and all other people, you now find yourself listening to I Don't Get It, the pop culture Get Off My Lawn cast. This is the podcast that features the open-minded, hopefully open-minded musings of two late 40s curmudgeons bravely, boldly, and otherwise staring down their impending entertainment irrelevance. I am one of those two late 40s curmudgeons. My name is Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and the senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. I'm speaking to you straight from San Francisco, California, and with me, as always, back in the land, land, land of Amsterdam, damn, damn. Say hi, Billy Boy. Uh, I'm Bill Scurry of America's Caesar Enterprises, which, of course, is a gang of high-stakes L.A. bank robbers who don't let themselves get too attached to anything. They are not willing to walk out in 30 seconds flat if they feel the heat coming around the corner. What? Is that a reference to a specific movie? or just <laughs> Yes. Yes, it's, it's this reference to a very specific movie with the word heat oh. in the title, no less. I haven't seen heat in years. So, like, uh, that's used on the poster or something? No, no, that's... That's what De Niro's, uh, De Niro's character, his abiding principle is that, you know, he essentially lives yeah. his life. He hasn't gotten j- jammed up because he doesn't have any attachments. And the thing is, is that he, he fucks up, and, you know, spoiler alert for a movie that's, uh, you know, set, uh, 20, sorry, 22 sorry. years old or 30. 20, I got castigated last night for giving away the plot of John Wick 1, okay? Yeah. But uh, that's practically an oldie at this point, you know? Yeah, exactly. That, uh, Hack, uh, that and Haxon, Carl Theodore Dreyer's Haxon, that's pretty much, they were two years apart from each other. Right. So anyway, uh, yeah. Heat, folks. Yeah, See heat. it, nineteen ninety-two, three, five, ninety-five, ninety-five. That late. By the way, I like man, at the at the top of the episode when you said our. I, it sounded like you you dipped into Don Pardo a little bit when you were saying I don't get it. It's kind of, you know the I'm very Pardonian in my delivery. The problem I, I, is yeah. it's it's almost too easy to do. It's too attra- it's a, welcome to I don't get it. But we are that age, you know. We were the age where we came up with Saturday Night Live, the late '80s, early '90s for us, the glory days. But I don't know. I, I bet SNL, you know. Uh, polymaths still think that's one of the better eras. Yeah, I, yeah, know? yeah. We can get to that later, but I agree with we you. Get to that. That. Yeah. By the way, you know what I've been listening to? This is good. Conan O'Brien's podcast. He just did like a four-part series. I didn't know this. He and Robert Smigel had written a script for a Hans and Franz movie oh, yeah, that sure. never got made. And they did a reading of the movie with uh, the script with Smigel and Dana Carvey and Kevin Nealon. I mean, those from the era of that SNL know about Hans and Franz. It's really funny. It's really worth listening to. And man, I wish they had made that movie. It's It sounds so awesome. The strange gut bucket of projects that never got off the ground. It's like whether that was supposed yeah. to be a Lauren production or not. I guess it would have because that probably... It, it would have been. The, yeah. Here was the X Factor, not to give too much away. You know, in, in so Hans and Franz, those who don't know, these SNL characters that Dana Carvey and Kevin Nealon did, they were insane Austrian uh, weightlifters who yelled set, at send ups. They were send-ups to Schwarzenegger. Right, but they were they were supposedly canonically cousins of Schwarzenegger, and Schwarzenegger showed up on SNL once. Anyway, the plot involved Schwarzenegger is a major character in the movie, and they even talked to him about it. And he's like, "Yeah, sure," and he was going to play himself. He would have had to really go to bat about it. And a lot of reasons the movie didn't get made, but they basically say the number one reason is when the last action hero. Remember that movie? Yeah, tanks. Right. When that tank, Schwarzenegger's like, he's like, "No, I, I, I don't want to." You know, that was a movie Schwarzenegger making fun of himself. Yeah, I can't stretch the brand anymore. He got very antsy about doing that, so he didn't want to do that. But they said something in the end. Kevin Nealon said, we should do this as an animated movie. 
And Smigel, when they read the script, Smigel does Schwarzenegger's voice, and he's so funny. His Schwarzenegger's yeah, voice. Funny. He, he would do. He sounds like on Austrian yeah. Triumph, the insult comic dog. Anyway, it's it's those who like SNL from that era. I strongly recommend. Uh, by the way, this was this was the reference of one of our listeners, uh, Adam Starling. He's the one who turned me on. Right. You know, apparently um, the script that they had for the uh, Dieter Sprockets movie with Mike Myers. Um, oh, I didn't know about that. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, they were about to go shooting on it. And then they Mike Myers threw a wrench in the production and says, I can't shoot with the script because this is below standards. And the irony is that Mike Myers was the one who wrote the script. It's, it was his credit. He just they got And he would never do a movie below standards. They got all the way to production <laughs> and then it, the movie was kiboshed and never never caught back up again. So there was no wow, deal. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Will Ferrell was supposed to be in it was supposed to be a lot of the like circa nineteen ninety seven cast members of um, SNL who were in it as supporting cast members, that sort of wow. thing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they, they did a bunch of movies, a bunch, you know, they had two Wayne's World movies and they had, you know, SNL from that era. Coneheads, it's Pat, uh, Ladies Man. Well, Coneheads was a Night at the Roxbury. Yeah. yeah, but that it was. That came later. Uh, uh, Stuart Saves His Family. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Produced by Broadway Video, all of the above. Anyway, uh, this is not the late 80s SNL cast, but that might be fun to listen to. Uh, so on the show, we, um, we look at something hot that's happening because we're getting old, folks. It's hard to keep up. And we look at something new, hot, happening in our culture, pop or otherwise, and we try to make sense of it. And this week, uh, I had the gift of having dinner last week with my nephews, Adam and Jack Weiland, both 19 years old, just finished their freshman year of college. And as always, I asked them, I'm like, all right, guys, what should Bill and I do for our podcast? And they suggested something I hadn't heard of. Bill, you hadn't heard of this before. Nobody right? heard of it. It's so obscure at this no, point. That's not true. It's in the New York Times. It's in CBS News. It's... There were a lot of articles. It has its own Wikipedia page. Okay, Boomer, whatever CBS News is. Okay. Anyway, uh, they suggested something. Harry Reasoner talked about it. (laughs) It's, oh my God, why can't I remember? What's the name of that guy on 60 Minutes? Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney, yeah. (laughs) That that guy died like 15 years ago. Um, So they suggested, I think primarily Adam suggested Borg, B-O-R-G, and I think of that, I think of Star Trek. Even though I'm not a Star Trek guy, I knew in Next Generation. It wasn't in the original series, was it? Correct. It was Borg. Next Gen. Next Gen, the Borg is sort of this artificial intelligence that, that sucks people in and turns them into cyborgs, right? Hence Borg. Uh, and it's a recurring villain threat in the Star Trek universe. Uh, I'm not a Trekkie. I'm more a Star Wars guy. But I was aware of this. No, that's not what Borg is. Borg is a drinking trend, an an alcohol-related trend uh, at colleges in this day and age. And the word Borg is an acronym for Blackout Rage Gallon. Sounds great, huh? It sounds like uh, like a military exercise. It's such a strange... Blackout Rage Rage, Gallon. Rage Gallon is like a gamer handle somewhere on like Steam. I have no idea. I still don't... I don't really get the rage element because nothing I read about this indicated that... There's a rage ass. I mean, I guess rage like a party rage. Yeah, a rager. A rager. Exactly what it is. Yeah. I was thinking like it's, it makes you like the Hulk or something. Anyway, blackout rage gallon. Uh, the term dates to at least 2020, although I read things that say it goes back to 18. Couldn't find proof of that. Uh, but it's been popping up in the news a lot. As I said, the New York Times, some other places so far this year. So what you do with a Borg, what is a Borg? Um, you're a college kid. You acquire a gallon jug, like a plastic gallon jug. It's probably best to get, you know, one that's filled with water that all people should have in their fridge at all times. You pour out half of the water. 
you fill the other half, or, you know, less than a half if you'd like, with uh, vodka or some other generally clear spirit. Uh, typically, people call pour in a fifth of vodka, which is the equivalent of 16 shots. And then you add a flavoring of some kind, meaning, you know, Mio or Kool-Aid or, you know, some fruit flavoring thing. And then often you add um, some kind of electrolyte thing, Pedialyte or liquid. Had you heard of liquid IV? I hadn't heard of this before. Sounds like something I, it's probably just to the left of something I've already heard of. It's a brand name, liquid IV. So you got this concoction, this colorful alcoholic concoction. And then this is your bore. You carry this jug around to your parties or to your darties, day parties. So this is a thing you can suck on all day. That sounds great. And uh, But to identify it as yours and part of the fun, you give it a name. Everyone gives their Borg a name. So I remember when I was at college at parties, everyone had the Solo Cup, right, that they use for the, the, uh, the keg. And with a black magic marker, you'd write your name on it or whatever thought was on your mind. So you write the name of your Borg. And usually it's a punning name on the word Borg. So some examples I saw were uh, Borgasm, SpongeBorg, SquarePants, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Curious Borg, Ron Borgundy. Uh, Adam, my nephew, told me his favorite was Habsburg Jaw, which shows how intellectually nerdy kids are at Wesleyan. All the, all, the, uh, all the current uh, incest. Uh, all, the, yes. all, the, all the incest jokes. memes, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you, you carry this around your parties and you drink from it. Um, so that's basically it. But people are saying... Uh, and one woman I kept seeing quoted this TikToker named Erin Monroe, who is not a Gen Z college student. She's in her early 40s, and she's an influencer of some kind. She's a wellness expert somewhere. I Did you watch any of this woman's stuff? Uh, no, I don't think I saw her videos in particular. She is so fucking annoying. She's just yelling at people. It's just this whole social media affect where you like think being an asshole gives you authority. I hate it. It works for me. Anyway, she... Right. She's saying these things are great because they're safer in so many ways. You know, you're not, you know, oh, I remember college, we drink jungle juice from the bathtub. Uh, I don't remember that from my school. People just, <laughs> no, just, don't drink well, anything from a bathtub. To, right. Well, it was mainly kegs or individual bottles of beer or stuff like that. Anyway, it's safer because you're not, you know, you're not sharing. You're just drinking from your own thing. So it's safer, you know, vis-a-vis -vis germs, which we're more aware of now post-COVID, pre-COVID, mid-COVID, whatever. Uh, also, it is safer, you know, for women or other people that, you know, it's harder to spike someone's drink, right? And also this idea that you're carrying around your own jug all day, you are better able to pace yourself. Or even, you know, oh, I don't want that much booze. I'll make it mostly Kool-Aid and Pedialyte and just a little bit of vodka, right? So this is Gen Zers taking care of themselves is what Aaron Monroe and some other people say. I'm not sure that's true. I'll get to that more in a minute because a big news story in March, big news story, but you know, as far as Borg stories go, is at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst. One night, 28 ambulances were called, a pre-St. Patrick's Day party in early March, as 46 students needed to be hospitalized for Borg-related alcohol poisoning. They all turned out fine, but, you know, that ain't good stuff. Uh, I mean, typical for college, ain't good. Um, but the hashtag Borg has almost 15 million views on TikTok. You can find a lot of TikTok videos of recipes of Borgs, people like Aaron Monroe commenting on the safety or the, how they like Borgs as a trend, and of course people with their lists and names, their funniest Borg puns. So Bill, what do you think of this Borg phenomenon that uh, 
my nephews turned us on. Well, I thought at first it was crazy. How else would we have found this unless you had younger people who might be close to the, the railroad tracks on this one with their ears on the ground? Listening. Well, I don't know. We might have stumbled upon the, you know, you're always reading the New York Times for tips on how to, you know, winterize your yacht. So And you know, don't, don't forget about the seafood bisque and the, and the regime ah, That's change. right. Very yeah. important. Very important. As our society careens towards fascism, find out the best place to get a beignet in New Orleans. Here's why this is bad for Joe Biden. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> no, I, I hadn't given Borg this... is the most popular trend on college campuses. Here's why this is bad. Dems in, Dems in disarray. The real, win- the real winner of the Borg phenomenon, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Yeah, so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so th- this was, I mean, this was ridiculous in that um, I just thought like, well, how is it that you could possibly reinvent uh, college bin drinking along the way? Like what has oh, there are ways kids, what ha- kids get bored in college, man. I guess so, but it it um, you know, and and let's just start by saying first of all, there isn't there is no acceptable level safe acceptable level of alcohol in anyone's intake that was just talked about already. There it used to it used to be people would uh, doctors like to think that resveratrol, you know, there was some level a desired effect of red wine that could actually give you health benefit. That one or two drinks a week is that a myth? Has that been debunked? Yeah, it's, it's more or less been debunked. I think. really they said that it was, I th- oh I didn't know that with resveratrol they said that it's the the, the alcohol component of resveratrol like mutes out any health effect you would get from the compound. They said wow. that alcohol is just essentially battery acid into your system. The question is, how much harm? And the, one of the things that kept coming up with this was the term harm reduction, which I think people, yes. it's like saying, oh, I was going to smoke a whole pack, but instead I just smoked a half a pack a day. <laughs> I'm, it's harm reduction, you know? I, I get it, because I'm well, sure. Well, reduce is a relative term. You yeah, know? yeah. So, I mean, I think that the idea of, um, you know, we are not uh, uh, encouraging anyone alcohol, but I, I'm also I'm not going to be hypocritical. I'm saying I drink whiskey quite a quite a bit of it. I, I have your two drinks a night as as people are either cautioned or not cautioned. It's it's a great American heritage. Uh, you know, my new home country of uh, Holland, as everybody knows. Um, so yeah, this was this was weird. I mean, I, I guess there's no way I could quite understand how like the, the 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 shape of this would come to pass like why the plastic jug why the pun names why the the fifth of, of sky vodka you know why any of these things and but then it occurred to me it's like i'm way out of step with any of this stuff and that you know my uh, alcohol and social tendencies have been so out of step with the, like what these kids are doing now in, in college and i mean i guess what you do is you kind of begin drinking if you're I'd say an average person, whatever average means. You begin when you're a teenager in high school, but you essentially kick up your game to something like, you know, master chess chess player when you get to college when you're not supervised. Then it's the Wild West. So, and the other thing is that reading about this stuff taking place in New, New England is also not a surprise because there is a, much like where I grew up on Long Island in, in the Northeast, I think Boston and whatnot in the Boston area, has a, a very contentious relationship with alcohol. I mean, that's like the, like the Ireland, essentially, like the Dublin, of places in America. It's like a lot of drinking to excess in New England. Were you were you reading? I mean, even though this one specific incident happened in Massachusetts, were you reading that Borg was a New England thing? I didn't read that. No, no, no. But the fact is that we we're both uh, we we alighted upon the Amherst incident as sort of not, well, yes, and and I was alerted to this by two college students in New England. They exactly. both go to school in New England. Yeah, so look, I'm sure I'm sure this yeah. is happening. Look, everyone has TikTok, so it's happening everywhere. If you're in the everyone. University of Bozeman or UTA or you know, that I know someone who went to University of Montana. Bozeman. Yeah. 
Well, are they? Did, anyway, were they are they drinking this stuff right now? Who knows? He's drinking something though. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, and so uh, the thing is also for the purpose of the discussion, you are teetotal. You don't actually touch alcohol. And I don't believe you either ever had, or it was a brief. A oh, I, 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 well, I'll get into this. I tasted alcohol many times in my life. I've okay. never been a drinker. Yeah, and I've okay. never been drunk. Right. All right. So, yeah. And so the thing is, it doesn't really matter because you get a better opinion on it. It's still a social thing you can look at. Um, but it's, you know, there's a bit of the creativity about it, watching some of the TikToks and the, the salesmen, these people. This one guy with this big orange beard, it's like the first TikTok you find. He's wearing a ball cap and he's like, you know, with his big bulgy eyes, hey, everyone loves Borg. I'm going to show you how to make one now. You know, it's I know, like, it's I saw like, that guy. It's like, what is this? He had a very, he had a very punchable face. It's, yes. But it's like this retail thing of like, hey, get on board. You know, this is crypto. Everyone wants to do it. And here's how you can invest today. You know, here's what By the way, I checked, I checked my crypto account the other day since I bought it about a year and a half ago. It is, it is less than 50% of what I paid. That's too bad, but I don't think anyone feels yeah. bad for you. I'm sorry. No, please don't. Okay. Please don't Continue. feel it. So yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's look, it's it's kids deluding themselves. I believe you uh, before we went hot on the mics. You 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 you, you said a term called safe washing, uh, which I'll let you expand yeah. upon. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of that. Essentially, you know, kids think that this is something that is putting them in better stead than binge drinking in a club uh, with assholes dropping pills over girls' shoulders into their you know while they're being distracted. <laughs> Into the, you know, crushed up pills, which is, you know, really Ugh. fucking, like, there's an army of psychopaths out there. This is actually yeah. happening. Um, I mean, that, that's about the only thing I could say would be better than this. But I think the results, you know, like, for instance, the Amherst, uh, and I'm sure there was probably a Denver incident just like this that we didn't hear about. This is like the 25 ambulances or the 28 ambulances. It's kind of it speaks for itself. This is not a How safe... How small are these ambulances? <laughs> yeah, really. Just... Well, I guess... How many people can you put in an ambulance? Well, just one, essentially one person with the, with the crew. So. I yeah, never that's thought it. Of that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, that, it, 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 there's not a lot here, uh, but however, um, Noah, for the for the because the one thing I did like was the fact that I was watching a whole segment on some kind of a local news channel, and the girls were all being asked. By the way, every single person I saw doing this was a young melanin deprived yes. girl. Yes. A- Adam specifically told me it's more of a female thing than a male. Yeah, it, it definitely looked Caucasian. I don't know what that says about anything. However, I did like a run of the names they came up with that they were markering. Yeah. So I, I went through the trouble, Noah, of actually coming up with my own Borg names. Oh, okay. All right. Looking forward to this. For All something right. for something I, I'm not planning on doing, nor will we do this together, but I just wanted to okay. run through. Okay. So right. Bill Borg Baggins. <laughs> Borgregard J. Duke, as in the Dukes of Hazard. Spasiborg, oh, that, that's a deep cut, man. Okay. Spasiborg Tovarish. Uh, Ramborg, First Borg Part 2. Bil- Billy Borg Thornton. Es- Escape from Sobiborg. Move on. Borg. The Borg and Transplant List. Borg- the Borganizing Principle. Uh, feels like I'm going to lose my mind. You just keep on pushing my love over the Borger line. And Ernest Borgnine. An Ernest Borgnine. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I, you know, all right. So what do I think? Yeah, you, you, you rightly, correctly point out I've never been a drinker. I've never been drunk. The reasons why are not important. Um, but, you know, I, I viewed drinking and drunk culture all my life. I went to college and, and you, while you, my friends you, inst- you instigated it. You made sure that everyone around you was I losing bought, I bought a lot of booze yeah. for a lot of people over the years, especially women. Um, no, I mean, I, I've. You know, my friends at college weren't the heaviest drinkers, but most of them drank and usually bottles of beer or a keg or something. 
Uh, and then I have a lot of friends like you who enjoy, you know, a shot of bracing spirits. Every half hour. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm inclined to think this is just kids being kids, college students being college students. This is, if this is a problem, it's a problem that's existed at least, you know, since modern American culture started, whenever that was. Uh, I agree with you. I do like the names. Here are a bunch of names I read that were my favorites. You ready? I didn't come up with any of these. Borgen Freeman. Ah. Borgen the Stallion. <laughs> Iceborg Lettuce. Okay. Beef Borgignon. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah. Caborgne Sauvignon. Ah, yes. Armed Borglery. <laughs> Kareem Abdul Jabor. <laughs> Mark Zuckerborg. <laughs> Certified Loverborg. Borg Time Rush, the Grand Borgapest Hotel, <laughs> Borgaritaville. That's a that's a confluence of a, a, a bunch of annoying alcohol yeah. things. I woke up in a new Borgatti. Uh, uh, Anthony Borg Dane, Borg James Borg, Borg Street Boys. It should be Borg Street Borgs, but okay. J.P. Borg and Chase, Greta Thunberg, the Gettysburg Address, and my favorite. I think they're Borg. I am. Ah, very that's, nice. That's nice. And uh, I, I was, I was studying uh, philosophy in my freshman year of college. That one would have appealed to me. Um, I mean, look, I always have kind of rolled my eyes at drinking culture, um, you know. But again, this is just kids being kids. That said, I think the idea that this is self care and this is good for you is incredibly weak sauce. Like, I, I mean, I'm with you, man. I don't buy it at all. And yes, you know, reduction, harm reduction. Reduction is a relative term. It's Is it better than drinking from a, you know, um, a possibly roofied uh, bathtub of God knows what else and, like, you know, someone might have pissed in it? Sure, but carrying around a big, you know, plastic jug of alcohol that, who's, who, by the way, another thing they say is bad about it is that you put in this Mio or Kool-Aid or some of the stuff has... Maybe, I don't know. But sometimes people would stuff with caffeine in it. And when you're caffeinated, it can mask the effects of alcohol and make you do more uh, reckless stuff. I never thought of this, but I read this. Like, if you get drunk and you're like, well, am I safe to drive? Well, if you had like three cups of coffee, you might fool yourself into thinking you're safe to drive. And you're not. So that's a danger of it too. Also, the flavor makes you drink. You know, they say, oh, you pace yourself. You have this one thing you go with all day. You know, the flavor might... I even heard someone on TikTok, oh, you don't even taste the alcohol. Well, maybe that's not good. Um, and then it just... It strikes me as kind of trashy. Like, carrying around a big bucket of your own booze. I mean, this just makes me think of, you know, forgive me, like homeless guys walking around with big jugs in, in plastic, in paper bags. Or then, like, you know, I once read an article about incredibly poor kids on a on a... Inuit reservation somewhere in Alaska and they just walk around all day with big dragon big garbage bags full of gasoline to huff from I mean I, I can say it's trashy but it also sounds dangerous to me then there's a, another thing I don't like which is um, gets me personally um, I'm going to quote here from some article I don't know TikTok creator Just a Boy B-U-O-Y also pointed out that there's no way for others to tell if your gallon actually has alcohol or not so if you don't want to get drunk, but don't want to spend the whole night explaining why you're not drinking either, you can make your Borg alcohol-free and still rage through the night. A gallon of Kool-Aid doesn't sound half bad. Now, I am not a drinker. As I said, I put up with a lot of shit 
in college and my 20s, thankfully I don't anymore, one of the benefits of being an old man, about why I didn't drink and people pressuring me to drink. You should drink. Why don't you drink? Are you, do you hate me because I drink? Blah, 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 blah. And I just, I didn't like this idea of lying about it. I didn't like this idea of faking it. I didn't, part of the reason I don't drink is because I didn't want to give in to societal pressure. It's a personal thing. I have no problem, with, well, I have no problem if other people drink. It's a personal thing. This is a decision I make for me and no one else. So I just, you know, my dad would suggest to me, he's like, well, why don't, to fit in, why don't you just nurse from a beer all night? Like, that kind of defeats the point. Like, if you're not going to drink, don't drink, right? And it just, I don't know, I, maybe I can't put it into words, but the whole idea of Borg is a fun way to fake being a non-drinker. I don't like this idea that there's something shameful about not drinking. How about that? Everyone is making Borgs for spring break, so let me show you how to make one. Start off with one gallon of water, pour about half of it out, grab any regular size vodka you like, and pour the whole damn thing in. Next, grab any water enhancer. I got lemonade Mio, and pour right on in, baby. Two hydration packs. Close her up, give it a good shake. Last but not least, if you're going out to a party, you gotta name that stuff. We got that LeBorg James. All right, Noah, tell me why is Borg, Borging, Borgata Hotel, why is it popular at this moment? Uh, you know, like I said, there's always been drinking culture, especially at colleges, so there's always gonna be something. There's always been punning. I mean, God, how many topics have we talked about in the last couple of years with stupid puns and stupid, I'm gonna come up with my wacky little version yeah, of something. Yeah, vape culture, right? sure. Right, it's very meme -y. So there's always been that. But yeah, you brought up the term that, I don't know if I coined this, but it just came to me, safe washing, right? Our culture fames towards a lot of purity or health or generosity that is, I think, sometimes very cynical. Hey, it's June. We see that a lot right now with corporate pride, right? People criticize a lot of big corporations for saying, you know, love is love. And having rainbows everywhere, and I think, not all of them, but I think some of those corporations, it is appropriate to question their sincerity. Now, whatever. They're corporations. They're trying to make money. They know that, you know, queer people and their allies have money, so, you know, why not encourage them? I don't have that much of a problem with it. Then there's greenwashing, you know, pretending you're environmentally friendly while you're, you know, you know British Petroleum. We love the earth. And it's just, it's feigning towards it with no real heft behind it. It is not, I mean, maybe, again, it's a relative term, safer, but, you know, it is barely measurable on any kind of scientific device how much safer this is than other kinds of drinking, you know, walking around with a giant bucket. Partly because I think you can fool yourself into thinking people actually do pace themselves better with this. I mean, yeah, fine, it's harder to spike. I don't want to say that isn't a problem, but on balance, you know, more people might suffer than benefit. So I think safe washing is popular because everyone wants the benefits of being, you know, conscientious and safe and healthy without any of the price to pay for that because we have that culture. But uh, yeah, I think the main reason is just people are bored in college and they want something new and this popped up. It's got the muscle of TikTok behind it. Let's not rule that out, by well, the way. Well, again, but like, but like half the topics we talk about, it's popular because it's popular. I know, but... Two it, people talked about it on TikTok, so now eight people are talking about it, now 16 But, I mean, you're it. talking about an overheated engine, you know, like this, this fucking, uh, uh, you know, G uh, uh, eight-cylinder transmission that just fucking... Um, well, like eight-cylinder's not a transmission, but you get my point, is that 
This is adding like an alloyed strength to the normal patterns of collegiate excess that are that exist in school. And, you know, I mean, with the next segment, we'll kind of get into how this, I think, sort of factored into how we would think about it if we were walking around in a collegiate uh, atmosphere. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I the fact that, you know, kids encourage other kids to divide TikTok. There is this, you know, bullshit strain of, of, of logic about how this is a beneficial hack to drinking for everything you said. It's got a cap on it. It allows you to meter your drinking better, et cetera, et cetera. That's all ridiculous. It's all justification. I mean, why the hell not? If everybody knows full well that drinking too much is bad for you, uh, anything that's lip service to justification, I think you're going to alight upon, especially when you're a young person. You're still invulnerable. You know, you're bulletproof. You can fall off a building, get run over by a car, and you're going to live through it. So this is, you know. Look, you don't need to sell kids on binge drinking. So anything which bolters the practice is going to be a winner every single time. All right, what's your Borg's name? Uh, Borg to be wild. All right, what's your Borg's name? It's like this. Kiss me on Borgish. Mine is Borgerline Blacked Out. Our Borgian Savior. Every short girl needs a tall Borg. June Borg. What's your Borg's name? Off-brand big booty Borg. If you were in college now, would you be a Borger? Would you be a member of the Habsburg dynasty? Would you be Borging it up? Would you be? Would you have a Borg? How come? Or what would you think if you didn't, but you saw the Borgs at the park? How come no one has brought up the tennis player Bjorn Borg, who at one point was one of the most famous? Oh, Bjorn Borg, yeah, that's a good one of the most famous sportsmen of the world, like in the late seventies yeah. and early eighties. Well, that's that's what they called our Borgs at at tennis university. Yeah, right. They're all Bjorn Borgs, Bjorns, baby Bjorns, yeah. Baby, uh, baby well, Bjorn how about I think that you know the, the shared container, you know, I because I'm I don't want to touch something that people put their lips on, even if it's, oh Bill is a germ, even if it's all the way. Of course, yeah. the ridiculous the fallacy that it's alcohol, which of course kills the germs. It's very hard to spread something via alcohol. You know, what I'm saying it's like the, the lip of an alcoholic bottle is going to kill most uh, pathogens and whatnot. But I think bigger than that. Look, I, I did my experiment drinking. What's that's my term for it? When you begin to uh, sample substances that are part of the adult world when you graduate. Um, in my case, it was never any kind of drugs, but it was booze. Uh, so the thing is, I did that when I was 16, 17 years old or so. Uh, you know, the, the, when you, fi you figure out your, your homeostasis with alcohol, if you want to think about it that way. And then the irony is, in college, I remained largely teetotal simply on account of how difficult it was to obtain booze on Long Island in the early 1990s. And it's really... Are you serious? I'm it was hard serious. to get booze at college I'm on Long dead Island? dead serious. It was... It was way easier to get... You could get weed, but liquor was on complete lockdown on Long Island. Why? Why? There were no liquor stores? There were no, no liquor stores? No, no, no. And here's... All right, this is the point. I think... There this, was... Beer was not sold at the fucking Waldbounds? You what could you not about? get it. You could not get it. It wasn't... It was off limits to you. And it was policed like it was fucking antimatter or, you know, samples of a so, disease from Plum You're not Island. answering the question. What do you mean you couldn't get... Were there no liquor stores? There were plenty of liquor stores, but it was not available, right. it was not available to young people. There was, there was, it was very difficult. But you didn't have the one senior nope. at the party nope. here, who was here, 21? Let me tell you why. Let me, I don't know why this is so different oh, where man. you were, but let me tell you why it was so difficult. Um, you know, um, all right, so let's say through college, I mostly didn't drink until I turned 21. And I, I, then I was like already, it was legal to get. And so I had a very relaxed relationship with it. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, it wasn't like an Amish and I was just being let out of the house for the first time. So here's the thing is that I think that people forget, and maybe, maybe this was re really region specific. 
But where I grew up in eastern Suff- uh, yeah, eastern Suffolk County, especially on Long Island, the world was turning on the uh, work that was done by Mad and Sad in the middle of the 1980s. And yeah. our generation was like one of the first to kind of live in the world that was resculpted by these public advocacy groups. Um, it was very stringent limitation of alcohol, top down. I'm not saying we were the town from Footloose because people love to drink. However, where where I came from, there is a big, big culture of drunk driving. Every single male member of my family did not have licenses because they were all busted for drunk driving in the seventies. Serious? My dad. Wait, was your was your brother busted for drunk driving? No, but he cra- he crashed his car a few times uh, oh, while Jesus. drunk driving. Didn't get caught for it. Jesus. My father didn't have a license my entire childhood because he was a drunk driver and his teenager. He never got a license back, so he drove around without a license. He drove without a license. They all did. Yeah, every every oh, every Jesus. every blue collar middle class man on Long Island God. Drunk, drove drunk and then lose their license and would drive around with no license. That's just oh, the way life was. God. So mothers against drunk driving and students against drunk driving were such you cannot imagine the kind of advocacy they did. They managed to turn public uh, effort. I mean, there was some real compelling messaging of you know mothers with the pictures of their kid in the frame who was clipped by a drunk driver. Yeah. It worked. Yep. It worked. So that by the time the nineties rolled around. Um, it was people were not willing to go out on a limb. People who worked in convenience stores were they were by law required to ask for IDs, and the people were were setting themselves up for a lot of risk if they bought kids alcohol. It was very easy to find out who bought these kids alcohol. But I'm saying you didn't have any friends who were over 21 no. in college. No, no, not at all. No. Absolutely. Why not? Well, all right. So the, why not? Because because you were because you were a loser, right? Oh, because I, I wasn't 21 until whatever senior year. Right, but like. You, you don't know seniors when you're a sophomore. I didn't. All right. This is this is the second. Okay. I mean, this is the second story to this argument is that I, in college I mostly just communed with my best friends and my and my college wife. I see. I just you and and Jill and, and Ken, Ken exactly. and Rich. I was not. I was not invited to parties. I did not go to parties. I never saw so much as a a, a cooler or a bathtub fill. I did not know any of that stuff. I still to this day I don't know what any of that stuff is. I was not invited to drink with people. I oh, was poor I stayed well it's fine I turned it okay in the end but I'm just saying it's like if I was a kid it would have been something that was happening over there like over there but I wouldn't have been anywhere near yeah. it you know so it's really I wouldn't have interacted with it because it was really difficult to get booze let's put it that way anyway that's a long I, I overspoke what about you I'm a lot more live and let live about my drinking now about my not drinking now and about other people drink uh, I was mostly okay you know I go to parties a lot and didn't have a problem with my friends not drinking, but there were moments I was insufferable. Like if I saw something worth mocking in my mind in drinking culture, I could be pretty obnoxious about it. And I can imagine seeing the Borgs, seeing people carry around their Borgs, and I would have really turned my nose up to it to a point where I might have made horrible, not horrible. Comments, but like, snide comments. Snide comments, not, you know, not racist or anything, but like, har- uh, stupid, obnoxious comments. Uh, it would have struck me as infantile and pathetic. I mean, it kind of does now, but, you know, I'm old and tired, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. Dump out part of your water. Then you're going to put in your liquid IV and your liquid death, and you're going to put this away because you're over 30, and we don't blackout rage anymore. We brunch and maybe have a mimosa. Drink your water, stay hydrated. This is not for us. Noah, tell me, um, is this a sign of the apocalypse by chance? No, absolutely not, because... Again, with me getting older, me getting more live and let live, and also the world getting worse, I'm very much of this attitude that, like, anything that has been, you know, again, drinking culture has been going on forever. 
stupid American college drinking culture has been going on, you know, from our point of view forever, even though if not forever. So anything that has like been around a long time and is not actively destroying society, I'm not upset by because I'm more worried about the things that are new and novel <laughs> that are actively destroying society. These things are just, they come and they go. I mean, honestly, that's one of my methods of like self-care and reading bad news is like, even if something horrible is happening, I'm like, okay, but this thing might be horrible, but it's always happened. So it's not going to mean the end of the world, <laughs> which is kind of a privileged thing to say, but you know, it's what I got to do to stay sane, man. Uh, so yeah, no, nah, this is, this is, even if this sucks, this is, who cares? Yeah, you know, if anything, um, you know, in the world of, uh, I mean, let's be frank here, weed is available now on many street corners and dispensaries across these 50 states of ours. Um, the idea that we're having like an alcohol moment, if anything, I'm not trying to run it down, but it feels a little quaint to be fair. Um, as if it's like, what an old school thing to kind of be talking about in the public square right now, you know? It's almost like... A return to like the days of National Lampoon or some shit like that, you know, where like like all the kids could do is like think about where the liquor's coming from and what happens when you get your hands on it. What is Bluto Blutarski doing? You know? Yeah. Um, look, I, I, I wouldn't condone some of their other behavior in Animal House. I no, that's true. Yeah, some of it. But look, I know that I know that. Look, I know. Obviously, what we're trying to say is that kids never stopped binge drinking. You know, but weed and E and Molly and Ritalin and ketamine and all designer drugs have sort of gotten so much attention that it almost looked like destroying your liver the old-fashioned way. Kind of, kind of went out of vogue. You know. We have engaged the Borg. Any aspect of the Borg nomenon uh, that. Uh, makes you jealous makes you wish you were in college now makes you wish the borgs had existed when you did go to those parties with ken and jill and at all any of the parties that i didn't go to yeah well i'm going to curl this back up to that because uh essentially no i don't regret my collegiate experience being pretty much alcohol free wherein noah uh i will say this to you and you will believe it i wore khaki pants and acted like a suburban dad with my yeah, college wife that. at the time, you know. Yes, you can see that. I wasn't reading the New York Times or the uh, the, the New Yorker, but it's not too far off. Um, you know, this whole thing kind of seems like a an old train wreck with a new coat of paint on it. Like, <laughs> you just waited for it to derail and then came in there with a roller and said, oh, look what's happening here. This is, there's nothing new uh, about binge drinking, you know. Um, but also, in terms of feeling jealous, you know, I, I had a long, the, the, or I should say authority, figures had a long reach uh and got to me like the the, the this idea of, of i don't think you call it fear or being cowed but oh i'm the same way my fear of authority it's held us back yes dude. held us back i know but it also I, yes it has and that that's the ambivalence about it because it also kept me out of a fair amount of trouble along the way just because i never did stupid shit but yes yeah, the, but you don't so yeah. you need you need yes. trouble to get ahead you don't in this want, world, you don't want to live in a culture of fear You're and now right. you see why bill and i are friends <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that, you know, I, I, I guess the thing is, it's like, well, I'm, you know, that, that whole thing about what I was told not to do might've kept me from experiencing yeah. like a, you know, a, po- a blood poisoning on alcohol. So right. perhaps, no, I'm, I'm not jealous because I had all these curves that were dictating reality around me, maybe. Well, I am jealous and this is why entirely coincidental of, you know, us looking at Borgs this week. I've been thinking lately about, well, I've been thinking about a lot of things, but I've been thinking about my teetotaling my status as a non-drinker and while i'm not going to change i mean at this point you know the reasons i didn't i was never a drinker are not that interesting at the time when i you know when i was younger but the reason now is just because i don't drink and i don't that's who i am it's my identity 
And if a doctor said I need, you know, obviously you're telling me that won't happen, but if a doctor said I need to start drinking to survive, I would. But short of that, I just, it's who I am. Why change now? I don't want to change. Uh, but I'm starting to think that my decision to not be a drinker was the greatest strategic error of my life. For a lot of the reasons you just brought up, because I missed out on some fun, because I missed out on some adventure. Uh, and frankly, just, you know, anyone who knows me knows I'm a big fucking stress ball. And it has not served me well. <laughs> and as I get to the age where stress has more an effect on my body, and I've been, you know, running a business for 20 years and all this stuff, I'm like, I could use, I could stand to be more relaxed. So there are ways I'm pursuing that short of becoming a drinker. I'm not going to become a drinker, but I'm starting to think that things might have turned out, things turned out fine for me, but things might have turned out better for me, better is a relative term, if I had been a drinker. Or an so, IV drug user, too. I wouldn't go that far. But anyway, I, I guess I'm just jealous of people living the drinking life. I'm not jealous of college students. I miss college. College was fun, and I was young, and, you know, youth is wasted on the young, etc. So, yeah, I am, I am, I have Borg envy. And so where would you, finally, where would you slot this on our ranking? Of all the topics we've talked about, Noah, um, I think I think this one's pretty simple to me, but where, where did it uh, find a purchase well, with you? You know, I, I'm more complicated with this stuff because I do have a PhD in mathematics. Yes, MIT, that is true. Where I, dr where I drank a lot of Borgs. Um, all right, here you go. <laughs> this is the average, if you want to compare it to our past topics, this is the average of gentle minions. Remember gentle minions? Yes, I do. Yeah. Something that's kind of stupid, but who cares? This is what kids do. The average of gentle minions and sourdough bread, mm -hmm. which was kind of it was kind of like wholesome washing, right? It was like, oh, we're gonna make bread, and that's gonna get us closer to the ground and the earth and all that nonsense. So it's the average of gentle minions and sourdough bread minus, because let's not overlook the health threats of Borgs, one eighth of stupid covid reactions yeah, remember yeah. early in early in the pandemic yeah i do so remember. so so write it down plot it on your on your graph paper yes the average of gentle minions and sourdough bread minus one eighth of covid reaction that's where you find borgs i'm having trouble with the co-secant but i'll get that to work out after we turn the okay. microphone off uh, you need a you see here's the thing you're not using a, a graphing calculator that's your problem that is true yeah and and, and your t-square is woefully out of date so on, on account of how disastrous this is for your, your poor poor little three-lobed liver three lobes i think your liver has three lobes right i believe that's what it is i literally have never heard of a liver having a lobe yes okay. three lobes um okay. I, i'm gonna send this to the bottom of the pile uh it, wow look at you well all right simply because well and it, with an unspecified rank to be fair but um it's definitely in the bottom third I don't think we've I don't think we've talked about a ton of actually injurious trends. Um, the one I can think oh, of Oh come on. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, we have. That you can actually fuck yourself up. I think four four lobes, my friend. The liver is four, four lobes. Thank Go you. Ahead. I maybe okay. maybe you guys, you freaks have four lobes. I got a three lobe liver. I don't know about you. Okay. I right. was thinking of milk milk crates was one that was like really you know people. Oh yeah, milk crates. Yeah, people really people you know like look one. that's one thing that's an, like this is all you you could this could fuck you up and bust your ass too. But I don't think like granted you could hurt yourself on some, it wasn't you know some of this stuff. It's not like we talked about the cinnamon challenge, but I mean you could really get hurt on this kind of thing. I mean it, it's not just like doing stupid things and demeaning your dignity. It's like you could fuck yourself up. It's so it's a real it could be a real oh i see situation. so you're drawing a distinction between things that can actively fuck yourself yes. up and things that we just think are bad for society like yeah my brother my brother and me or, <laughs> or 
Exactly. You know, or Ta- Taylor's Red. Lana Del Rey. Something like know, that. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Taylor's Red's fine. It was EDM. Okay. EDM's a bad one. Oh, okay. man. All right, everybody, I think that gets us. Th- we ground out another one. Uh, we got to the ground finish. Ground it out, baby. Ground, grind we, set, we, man. We drank the last drop from our Borg. We were uh, padding, the, uh, padding the bottom to, to, to detach bottom. every last droplet into our gall, our gaping maw. Not a gall. Our, our now two-lobed liver. How did I not know the liver has lobes? Now you know. So you'll never make that Because I'm that. not a physician. You're not a liver. You're not okay. a hepatologist. You know, what I, you know what I realized the other day? What's that? Human beings, nearly all animals... Their outside bodies are symmetrical, but their insides are not. How about that, huh? You ever thought of Look that? Look at you, Benjamin Spock. Good work. Think about that when you're when you're downing your board tonight, friends. So if you guys would like to find past episodes of this, uh, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't. Get it at gmail.com. And give us a review because we're just swell guys that way. It helps us out. Uh, I'm on Twitter at William Scurry. Uh, I'm out there in the world. I just did another podcast with my friend James Hancock on Wrong Real. We talked about the first three documentaries by Werner Herzog, one of my favorite directors. Uh, it's out there on socials if you're looking for it. And uh, It is out there on the socials. You my, should listen to my, it. My video content is on YouTube at slash AMC, youtube.com slash AMC. And for, for, the, for what it's worth, I have the best aligned subtitled copy of the Herzog movie from 76 called How Much Wood Could a Woodchuck Chuck, which is an incredible <laughs> documentary about Herzog looking at cattle auctioneers in a small Pennsylvania town. It's fascinating. Uh, yeah, and here's Noah. He'll tell you some stuff that about things. Yeah, uh, check me out at bigquizthing.com. Check them out. Finest. Yeah, the America's premier company for corporate and private trivia events in person, uh, virtual, hybrid, you name it. Uh, yeah, we got a big summer coming up. What do we got? Oh, I was telling Bill, this is fun. I'm doing, we're doing our uh, second event for McDonald's, their main office in Chicago. Yes, I am a sellout. And <clears throat> this time was fun because they wanted custom material about the history of McDonald's. And that was really fun. You know, I, I, I head up all the content creation. Uh, we're also doing, um, in the fall, we're doing our second event for the Davis Center at Harvard, which is their sort of Russian and Russian studies department. And we're doing an event entirely about Russian history and Russian pop culture. It's fascinating, so dude. Talk, it's I, fucking fascinating. I talk about, I, you know, I should talk about vodka. I didn't, I think last time we didn't talk about vodka. You know, that's, we got to dig deeper because last time... Look, you know, vodka means water in Russian. I'm sure you knew that. It does mean water in Russian. Do you know what the word truth uh, is in Russian? Pravda. Hot up that, yeah. That's right. I know that. Uh, what do we got coming up? Uh, we do have some opportunities on the docket for the public to see us, uh, particularly starting in the fall. We're doing a series at Hudson River Park in New York. Uh, they're setting near that new... What's that thing called? That island? That new island they set I up? call it Barry Diller Island because he was the muscle... Barry Diller Island, yeah. right, yeah. I went there when I was in New York in March. It's really fantastic. And yeah, next okay. week they're, they're opening like the science center. Uh, and we're going to do some science quizzes there. That'll be a lot of fun. And that'll be open to the public starting in September. So uh, stay tuned for details about that. You can follow us on, uh, you know, we're not really on the social medias that much. But, you know, we'll keep up with us. But better yet, go to our website, sign up for our mailing list. still hear all about what's going on. There are some changes afoot. So, uh, you know, uh, bigquizzing.com and hire us for your own private corporate Whatever, you know, we're still doing the bar bomb mitzvahs, birthday parties, weddings, you name it. Uh, and I personally am posting some pictures of my cat and other things on Instagram at the Noah Tarno. Okay, everybody, so until the next episode, when the Borg of the Borg go Borg, 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 we, we don't, don't get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.